Good morning, everybody, and welcome in to the Cooler Talk podcast. It's your boy, Stevie Dollars. It is another podcast coming to you from the beautiful county of Duval here in Jacksonville, Florida. And um, today we're going to, you know, dive back into some playoff action. It is Monday, May 7th, 2018, as the NBA playoffs are gearing up. We're almost to the conference finals. We'll get into that um, a little bit later. We're also talk um about some other topics as well we'll touch on some major league baseball i'll update you guys on that um fyi the marlins are not the worst team in baseball caught me by surprise as well we'll also um dive into the nhl playoffs um down here in florida we got the tampa bay lightning moving on to their conference finals we'll touch on that um briefly a little bit and then you guys stay tuned for the water break. That's where we'll step away from the sports conversation and touch into some topics um, going around with the water break. Um, Kanye West making a lot of big news. Um, we'll touch on that as well as something I found interesting about the president of the United States, the you guys president. Um, we'll definitely touch on that as well. But let's first dive into it with um recap of yesterday's playoff action. Real quick, we're going to start. We had two games going on yesterday, both Western Conference game fours. The Warriors and the Pelicans started it off, and then it ended the night with the Rockets and Jazz series. Um, And let's go right into the Warriors and Pelicans matchup as we dive into that. Um, Yesterday, the Warriors took on the Pelicans in game four. Very interesting, to say the least. Um, the Pelicans were undefeated coming into this game at home. Well, if you guys saw the game yesterday, the Warriors definitely was pissed off about game three. Draymond Green said after the game he couldn't sleep um, when they played that bad, which I just thought, you know, game three, they didn't play bad, but they, they didn't match the energy that New Orleans came and brought out in New Orleans, you know, took it to them and gave them a little life in the series coming into game four, Rondo, Anthony Davis and the boys, Drew Holiday, um, you know, they they put it on the Warriors. And Draymond sent Kevin Durant a text message who had, to his standards, a horrible game. Um, he did have 28 points, I believe, in game three, but he shot horrible from the field, had a couple key turnovers. And Draymond said he couldn't sleep and sent him a long text message. He elaborated on it, didn't give us word for it after the game, but he did say that he basically told KD he needs him to be aggressive. You know, they, they know he, he's an aggressive player and they want him to stay on attack mode. And KD attacked early and often. Um, he, he almost gave us a 40-point game, but he had 38. Um, it never was close. Well, it was close at the half, 61-54. to 54, But the Warriors, you can tell, just dominated the whole game. And then that third quarter, the legendary third quarter, is where they kick that door open. They they go on that, that run, they stretch it out to double digits, and the Pelicans never could come back, thus losing by 28 points. I believe the final score was 118 to 92, if my memory serves me correct, 28 to 26 points. Um, Steph Curry had a had a big game, but he um you know is now third on the all-time postseason three-point list. 
um, only trailing Reggie Miller and Ray Allen. Um, he passed Manu Ginobili in that game. Curry's hit over 325 threes in the postseason. That's crazy. But um, nevertheless, the Warriors are going back to Oracle for game five, up 3-1. And you pretty much, you know, history says that, hey, it's not looking good for New Orleans. They could definitely win game five, come back home, win game six, force game seven. But, I mean, the odds of that likely happening are very slim to none. Um, you figure Golden State, the defending champions, will do what champions do, close out the series next round and, you know, get ready for that epic big series everybody is anticipating between Golden State and the Houston Rockets, Chris Paul and James Harden led Houston Rockets, who were in Utah last night for their game four. Um, everybody seen game three Friday night that Utah was coming home, had a chance to take control of the series, but they couldn't. I mean, Utah, they're a good team. They play great defense, but if Capella's out playing Gobert, they pretty much don't have a chance. They're already down one man with Rubio. Injuries are starting to mount up for this Utah Jazz team. But, I mean, there's no excuse. It has to be next man up. They are all professional athletes. But you're led by a rookie at this point and Donovan Spidey Mitchell. The guy's a baller. We can't take that away from him. We all seen what he did this year. We seen what he did um, in the first round of the playoffs. If you had to ask me, I think him and Ben Simmons will be co-rookie of the year. It'll take you back to when Grant Hill and Jason Kidd were the last co-rookies of the year. Those guys obviously are um, perennial Hall of Famer, um, perennial Hall of Famers. Um, Grant Hill going in this year. Jason Kidd will be going in soon, I believe, if he's not already in. But they will be co-rookies of the year. With that being said, it's been a good season for Mitchell and the Jazz, but it's over. Um, they lost again. Um, to the Rockets in game four. Again, it wasn't close. I mean, it, it, they, they played a little bit better than they did in game three, I will say that. But Donovan Mitchell, he scored 25 points. He took 24 shots. Eight for 24, two for seven from three-point range. That's not going to cut it. The only game they managed um, to win was when they, had a, um, they shot good from the field, outshot them for three. Um, they, they just out man right now chris paul had a terrific game 27 9 and 7 james harden had 20 20 plus points um they, they were very balanced Capella is dominating down low he's looking like he he's found the peak in his game where you figure this guy is going to be a perennial perennial all-star coming up in the future um just too much firepower for them guys in houston they're going back home Houston is um, with Utah trailing now 3-1. We know how good Houston is at home. Again, like New Orleans, Utah has a tall task ahead if they want to make it to the next round. You got to win three straight, but unfortunately two out of those three will be on the other team's home court. So, I mean, we can pretty much all, all guarantee a Rockets and Warriors Western Conference Finals we all thought that coming into the beginning of the year. A lot of people thought maybe OKC would make it. We've seen how that turned out. It's shaping up to be a, a great series. Me, um, you know, and, until someone beats them, I'm, I'm going to ride with the Warriors. They're too deep, I think. But we'll get into that, um, indulging that series once it's set and final. But, yeah, the Rockets, 
and the Warriors are um, both winning their game fours, going back to their respective hometowns, up 3-1, game five. Um, you figure those two series should end on Tuesday, um, the next time they play, and it would be very interesting to see if any or both of those teams and the Jazz and the Pelicans can advance and survive and make it again to another um, game, so to speak. And it would be very interesting, but we pretty much can write those series off. Um, that's what we do in the world of sports journalism. We pretend to predict and look ahead, and I'm doing that. So I'm, I'm ready to, to talk about that. Warriors and Rocket Series, we all know Houston was the best team in the Western Conference. The Warriors pretty much were just trying to pace themselves for the final, for the playoffs. I mean, they pretty much been through a lot. So it'll be an interesting series. Yeah, obviously we'll have James Harden going up against Kevin Durant, Steph, um, Steph Curry, Chris Paul matchup, Draymond and Capella would be interesting. But, I mean, Kevin Durant, Trevor Reason, you guys going to – Trevor Reason going to have a difficult – match up ahead of them. But, I mean, first things first, these guys have to close out their series, and I expect them to do that in a big way in Game 5. Um, now let's switch over to the Eastern Conference where pretty much you've seen um, LeBron after Game 2, that magical performance he put on in Toronto. This guy was hitting fadeaway jumpers from the parking lot. I mean, they, whatever he wanted to do, he did, and you figure he was going to be aggressive or have a better game than he did in game one because after game one, they won. But LeBron thanked his teammates for bailing him out. He said he had a horrible game. He didn't have a horrible game, but he didn't have a LeBron James playoff game that we've come to accustomed to see on this run. And then they went back to Cleveland um, Saturday night, and they pretty much did what they do when they're at home. They jumped out on them early. Um, I have a question for the people in Toronto. If you're listening to this, um, it's a blessing to have some some people out of Toronto listen to this or anywhere um, where my listeners are at. It's a blessing to have people tune in to Cooler Talk. I just have one question, though. Where's DeMar DeRozan? I see him on the court. He hasn't really made an impact in this series. Thus, they're down 3-0. I mean... You got to think at some point, maybe they feel, despite what they say, they feel or, or they just think they can't beat LeBron and company. Game three, these guys played a great game. Serge Ibaka, yeah, Serge Ibaka, a.k.a. Serge Ibaka. That's his real name. He had four blocks. Um, didn't give you much offensively, but he gave you everything he had defensively. Kyle Lowry's had a had a. Not a great series, but he's had a good series compared to Kyle Lowry's standards. He hasn't taken a decompressed break, so he's been mentally in it all the way. But it's been interesting, though, because I feel if DeMar DeRozan was a little bit more efficient, this thing wouldn't be 3-0. If you look at it, game three was scary because Cleveland was up. They weren't up big, but in the fourth quarter, they entered the fourth quarter with a 10-point lead, 10-12-point lead, I believe it was. And Toronto outplayed them in the fourth, but then when you got the greatest player on the on the in the world, um, some people think the greatest player to ever to ever step on a uh, on a hardwood floor with the with the basketball, and he knew 
that, hey, I we let these guys come back. I got to end it. And that's exactly what he did. I mean, they tied it up. You guys all, if you haven't seen the play by now, LeBron James has been in his bag this postseason when it comes to the buzzer beaters. And this one, especially just blew my mind because he drove to the left side, took it from one end of the court all the way to the next, and he hits you with a floater off the glass to bank it in. I don't even know if he called bank, but he said he practices all these shots. I believe him. The guy's gym rat. And when that shot went in, that was the Raptors' season. I I know Drake wanted to fly down to to Cleveland and and just whoop everybody's ass, but Drake, that ain't going to do nothing. Um, Your boys have not came to play. I expect once game four is over tonight, I'm looking for Cleveland to win. Um, There's no way LeBron lets this thing go back to Canada. Um, He doesn't want to go through customs and deal with that again, I'm pretty sure. So it's very important. Um, considering, too, with Boston and Philly, how that series is shaping up, you want to end this series tonight um, in Cleveland, send Toronto and the boys home. It was very interesting after the game. LeBron, I felt, was torn on. Um, you guys all know by now the Raptors um, announcer after the game, two performance of LeBron, just basically owned up to it and said Toronto is now LeBronto. He's basically saying LeBron owns the Toronto Raptors. And after the game three, LeBron steps to the podium and, you know, he trolled him a little bit with the Seagram's hat. We all know that's a Canadian whiskey, but the Seagram 7, people are arguing about whether that's a Canadian or American brand. Wikipedia says that's American brand, but bump the Seagram 7. I'm going off the name Seagram's. That's Canadian brand. LeBron James definitely was torn with these guys. Um, Like Michael on his this like Michael owned the city of Cleveland in the playoffs and he owned the city of New York in the playoffs. LeBron James definitely owns the state of Canada, um, not the state, but the the part of Canada called Toronto. Um, These guys have now won. Coming into it, I think they won seven straight in the playoffs. Now it's like up to 10 straight, maybe nine straight. If I'm giving them a game or not, I don't know. But I mean, come on, man. Um, I thought Toronto, this was the year, and they proved me wrong. They haven't even they haven't even put a blemish on Cleveland's side yet, and I think we can bring out the brooms tonight at the queue. It's over, especially if the supporting cast, which you figure they will, will play great at home. It's a tall task for Toronto. You got to think, are they still mentally wrapped up in it or not? Uh, we'll definitely find out tonight at 8.30. But um, that one's pretty much all said and done and over. And then there's the Philly and Boston series. Game three was epic, to say the least. Ben Simmons did have one point in game one, but it's hard. Um, His basketball's IQ, they say, is pretty high, but Buddy's going to have to get a consistent jumper. He is the reincarnation of LeBron James, meaning he doesn't have to shoot the ball a lot. Game two, he only took four shots. He had a little bit better game three, but the dominant player was Joel Embiid. His double-double of 29 points, 12 rebounds was not enough. I'm sorry, 17 rebounds was not enough to say the least. In game three, Marco Bellinelli did hit the shot to send it in overtime. It was sad because Philly thought they won the game with a three at the buzz, and these fools dropped confetti 
from the ceiling. But oh, not so fast, my friends. And Lee Corso voice. You got to sweep this up because we got an extra five minutes of ball left to play. And Jason Tatum and them boys knew what time it was. They seen 3-0 in front of them. And despite how sloppy of a game it was, they found a way to take it. They got Philly again tonight in game four. If anything was to happen, I feel like Philly will play their hearts out in front of their home fans. They'll find a way to get it done. But um, I won't be surprised if they don't because they're young at heart and in mind as well. And they may come in defeated. But you figure in front of their home fans, the type of season they had, they're trusting the process. The city of Philadelphia will be behind them tonight. Um, They definitely could have won game three. They didn't. Um, they had game 2-1. They couldn't close the door on that. They blew a 22-point lead. So, I mean, this series could really be 2-1 feeling, but it's not. It's 3-0 Boston. That's the reality of the situation. And quite frankly, I like Philly chances tonight, but it won't surprise me if Boston finds a way to win it because we've kind of Boston out um, – since Kyrie went down, pretty much, it's like, oh, there's no way these guys are make it past the Bucks and Giannis and Chris Middleton and those guys, and they did. And then they come up against a red-hot Philly team that won 26 out of 27 games, I believe it was, coming into the series, only losing that one game against Miami in the playoffs. But, man, um, Boston... Everybody's trying to figure out what Brad Stevens is doing, what he's putting in the Gatorade down there. The guy just has a good system, and he knows. He's a good coach. He puts these guys in positions, um, you know, to, to bring out the best of their talents. Boston is definitely clicking on all cylinders, and they play defense. When you play defense in the NBA playoffs, when it becomes a half-court game and people want to do isolations pick and rolls and you guys can play good sound defense make it tough for these guys every possession to score it is going to be hard 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 for these guys um and philly's running into that right now and then they're a young team this is their first go around at it good learning experience but i mean even if they win tonight it's over we all know how boston is historically at the garden in game five so i mean you got to see if if it can go one or two ways it could be a tough game like game three boston philly goes down to the wire or philly jumps out on them early you figure boston a try and hold serve but if it if it's looking ugly midway through the third going to the fourth they just concede this game and they'll be ready for game five and it won't go past game five you heard it here on cooler talk it's over um yeah, they, they got it. I mean, out of all the teams that's down, I think Philly would have the chance because they're healthy in Boston. You know, we all wait for them to fall flat on their face without their two stars. But this is a great, great experience for this team now because when Hor- Haywood and Irvin comes back, you got to figure these guys are going to be dangerous considering what they're doing without these guys. So... Um, game four tonight in Philly starts the NBA action on TNT at 6.30. Game four between the Celtics and Philly. Boston's up 3-0. And then after that, um, you go down to the Kings court at the Q. Um, you got the LeBronto Raptors. sorry, the Toronto Raptors are trying to I- extend their playoff lives. They're down 3-0. They're going to the Q to take on Cleveland. 
and LeBron James and the Cavaliers at 8.30 all games on TNT. Tonight should be interesting, um, to say the least, where we have the Eastern Conference set. Um, we don't know, only time will tell, but it's definitely looking that way. Um, let's definitely switch sports on um, the NHL, um, have playoffs going on, and um, it's interesting to say the least. We got the Capitals and the Penguins still going at it, I believe, but I saw something very interesting this weekend and the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's right. The Tampa Bay Lightning are going to the conference finals in the NHL. Um, for those of you guys that may not follow hockey, Tampa Bay used to be sorry back in the day, but since the turn of the new millennium, they have turned into a powerhouse, and they look to um, keep that going as they moved on to the conference finals. Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's a big week down here in Duval as it's the start of the Players' Championship. I will be down there on Saturday um, to check out Tiger Woods and the guys. Hopefully Tiger makes the cut, which I think he will. He's one of my guys. I'm looking to um, do big things this week. I think Tiger could come down here and pull it out. That would be nice if he does that. But the Players' Championship um, practice round start tomorrow, Tuesday. Looking forward to that. And then Thursday, we got a pairing with Phil and Tiger. Oh, boy, that's going to be interesting. Um, they're going to have a large following mixed in with Ricky Fowler, who brings his own following. Exciting to see the Players' Championship this weekend, um, or this week, rather, down in Ponte Vedra um, here. Um, so it's that time of year. Jaguars, I believe, go down to minicamp this weekend. Um, should be interesting. They're already in the middle of OTAs. Um, everybody's excited about that. Um, so, yeah, we, we got some, some good things going down here in Duval County um, this week. Um, real quick, um, Major League Baseball is picking up Yankees and Red Sox, I believe, have a series coming up this week. That should be interesting. Albert Pujols of the Angels eclipsed 3,000 hits. Um, that's guaranteed your ticket into the hall and in the steroid era. Pujols, um, like a lot of guys, you have to question, but Pujols never was one. I mean, he was mentioned in several reports, but, I mean, the, he's the machine. No one ever could find solid evidence on it. He didn't have to apologize for his 3,000 hits. Um, seemed pretty legit. Um but he did get that this past weekend. Um, congratulations to Albert Pujols and joining that illustrious club. But the Marlins, the Miami Marlins, owned by Derek Jeter and company, who did a fire sale this offseason and getting ready to draw Carlos Stanton, um, sending a couple of other big bats away, are not the worst team in baseball, believe it or not. They just whooped up on the worst team in baseball and the Reds. And one thing about baseball is the season so long it's all about winning series and the the series and the marlins have won i believe that's their third straight series win they took um three straight from the reds i believe it was they swept them um they have 13 wins the reds have eight so they are not the worst team in baseball this is breaking news on cooler talk i know a lot of people thought they would have been one of the worst teams in baseball but they're not um, shout out to the Miami Marlins. Um, man, my Braves got whooped up this, this weekend pretty bad against the Giants, but nevertheless, they're still 
top of their division, surprisingly. So um, can't wait to go down there and catch a game this year um, at the new SunTrust Stadium um, down there to see a Braves baseball game. Um, but, yeah, we'll definitely have a little bit more baseball talk, um, a little bit more hockey talk into the next episode of Cooler Talk. But thank you guys for joining in. And don't forget to um, leave your feedback and go check out Cooler Talk's Facebook page. You can look them up on Facebook. Um, you can also check out our episodes of the podcast available now um, on the iTunes store and um, the podcast section, rather. Um, on your Apple phones, you can definitely um, follow Cooler Talk on Facebook. Links will be there for the episodes of the podcast, as well as you can follow me, Stevie Dollars, on Twitter, um, where I'll be talking about sports stuff, giving a little bit of my DFS intake. So, yeah, just check us out on social media. Um, I will um, return the love. Um, but, again, help my Cooler Talk page get some likes on Facebook, guys. I appreciate those that have liked it and have been interacting with me. Um, so far, you guys have been the best. But um, that's a little bit of the Cooler Talk. I'm not going to prolong it any longer. We're getting ready to dive into the water break here where we got um, – you know, a little bit of discussions for those of you that are new to the show. The water break is where we take a step back uh, from the sports topics around the world. And we have us a little water break on something other than sports. So we're going to get ready to dive into that. Um, but in the meantime, um, you guys go grab your water bottles or whatever you prefer to drink on as we get ready to prepare for this water break. All right, guys, now welcome to the water break. Again, this part of the show is where we wind down and we take a step back from things um, involving sports and take a look at some of the things trending around um, the world. Um, again, not involving sports. And one of the major things that was trending this past week or since the last time we sat down at the um, cooler for a water break was Kanye West coming out and making some strong statements. I'm um, going on a little Twitter rant and then going on TMZ and saying slavery was a choice. Um, it definitely shook up the the black congregation, um, you know, the black delegates, T.I. and everything. You know, I had to go check in on Kanye and see exactly what he meant by that. Um, again, he posted a Twitter picture first when a Make America Great Again hat um which we all know um, was Trump's slogan, and we all know how Trump feels, not uh, not only about black people, but just minorities in general. Trump, hell, wants to build a wall to keep people from entering in the United States. Um, there was a guy that um, stopped a, a dude from shooting up a Waffle House, um, you know, put his own life in danger, black guy, and Trump has yet to acknowledge him or thank him for saving those lives in Waffle House. So you see where the mistake was with Kanye wearing the hat, how it shook everybody up. Um, me being a long Kanye listener um, of his music, you know, it really um, took me back. I've always said, you know, um, he's starting or he's been doing things that he um, pointed out in his songs, you know, in Gold Digger especially. Um, with getting on and leaving the sisters for the other race. Um, he has done that. And, you know, for out of, it's not interracial, but it's who you left the sisters for. A lot of people are upset about and Kim and the culture vultures of the Kardashians. And um, Kanye just basically, in my opinion, just, you know, let his thoughts that he had 
expressed in private conversations with his family come out. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure he's worn that hat and that was just the first time he decided to go out publicly and wear it. And then there was something interesting in TMZ when he said slavery was a choice. There was a um, producer, um, Vance, I believe his name, or Vince stood up, black guy, and spoke very passionately of why he thinks Kanye shouldn't have said what he said. And it's kind of true, you know, Kanye's rich, so he doesn't deal with some of the issues everyday people deal with, and Kanye has removed himself from the world, and that was explained in the T.I. Breakfast Club interview when T.I. went down there to talk with him, and they wind up doing a song called Ye Versus the People, T.I. Speaking for the People. Um, I mean, it's a it's a it's a all right song. Um, definitely touched some of the main points, but again, Ti and talking to Kanye when Kanye didn't exp- did express that he knew nothing exactly about Trump's policies and different things that were going on in the world and why black people was mad. You know, Kanye didn't register with them because he didn't know. Ti said Kanye never had a phone and when he seen Kanye for the first time in years Kanye pulls out a cell phone so it's just you know little things like that but that doesn't give him any excuses um he has definitely lost a supporter in in me um like I said he's just in my opinion having a mental breakdown in front of the world even though he's calling it a mental breakthrough but it's definitely a mental breakdown and it all started when he was sipping the yak at the VMAs um, and he famously took the mic from Taylor Swift. He um, has gone on to say his next album cover would be the face of the surgeon who did the surgery, and we all know the story of that, did the surgery on his mom. They, a day after she came out of the hospital, she died. Um, that's when I believe Kanye's spiral went downhill. But um, nevertheless, he is, he does have an album coming out. Everybody close to him says it's not a publicity stunt. He is just, I guess, spreading that dragon energy, <laughs> what he calls it. Um, but nevertheless, let's sip um, out the water bottle for the Kanye West and the slavery was a choice. Um, you can weigh in on the Cooler Talk Facebook page and let me know how you feel about this section of the water break. Obviously, you know, as he elaborated more, I kind of seen where he was coming from. But I mean, my dude... Um, Slavery wasn't a choice, man. Um, you know, it, it that that's something, you know, that was real touchy. <clears throat> um, he shouldn't have said it. We all know he shouldn't have said it, but he said it and that's that. And then we have everybody, the the president, Mr. Trump, Kanye, um, looks up to, um, has a little scandal going on. And um his mayor or his mayor, his lawyer Rudolph, um, Rudolph, I can't think of his name. God, I'm having a blank. Um, Rudolph Gianni, or however you say his name, the former mayor of New York is now his his lawyer, and he's stepping in saying the other lawyer paid the porn star out of his own money. Trump already said it wasn't without the funds of the campaign and all that. The dude's rich. We know he got money on top of money. He had a scandal. It came out. Uh, I mean, this is the 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 people's president, I guess. Um, he's a reality star turned president, and he got some explaining to do. But his lawyer said he's gonna plead the fifth. He ain't talking about that that payment. You know, that's that was hush money. It ain't wasn't enough to keep a hush. 
Um, you know, Donald Trump is always in the news for the wrong thing. And his Twitter handles is, I believe, one of the funniest. Um, every time he tweets, it's, it's I don't get upset. I just laugh because it just shows how how much of a moron he can be. But I guess that's the things of being rich. You know, you don't believe you're held accountable for anything. And he's going to plead the fifth, which will be interesting. Um, Donald Trump and Stormy Daniels still is trending. Um, that's um, one of the things trending outside of sports. But um, it's been real talking to you guys. That has been the water break. Feel free to weigh in um, at the Facebook page of Cooler Talk. Go stop by, give it some likes. <clears throat> Listen to this episode of the podcast. Um, it will be available on all platforms. This has been your boy, Stevie Dollars. It's been real. Um, coming from your live from Duval. Y'all have a great Monday and have a great week, y'all.